All right, welcome everybody to episode one of From the Stands podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Zach. I'm joined by... All right, my name is Lance. We got Nick. Joe. So this is going to be our sports podcast. We're going to go over just about every sport that we understand the rules to. Um, There's a few that we might not get. (laughs) Sorry to all of you fans of... Games like cricket and (laughs) croquet, um, water polo, we're just, we're not going to get there, but some of the the bigger, more mainstream sports we'll definitely, we'll definitely touch on. We're going to start today by getting right into NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. A lot of good matchups this weekend. We're going to start on the Seahawks game and just kind of go from there. Well, half of the game. Half of the game. Wasn't really a game. Not much of a second half. Not much at all. My man, Big Brock. Big Brock, Mr. Irrelevant, coming in clutch. Big chicken, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> 332 yards passing. What are four TDs? Three. Three. He ra- I think he ran for one. I think it was four yeah, total. Four, four, total. Four, four total. Four total. I mean. And then three passing. Your boy Debo coming up with six receptions for 133 yards. I, I tried to tell everybody, you put that man, you put the ball in that man's hands in some space, he's going to do some damage. Most definitely. Is he the best route runner in the NFL? No. He's not the speediest guy, but if you put the ball in his hands, you give him some space, some room to work, he'll make a couple people miss so he can get downfield. Most definitely. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, too. How many yards did he have? One, 119. 119. Yeah. 15 carries. Another solid performance. Solid. With that defense, all you got to do is you got to score like 24 points. If you score 24, that defense has been insane. Number one defense in the league. Literally. I mean, when you got Bosa up front and Greenlaw lining up your secondary, it's. I don't know. That pickup. It's kind of hard to miss up. C-Mac kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, sealed the deal for them. I think as long as Brock can be. I don't even think he needs to be a star the rest of the NFL playoffs. I don't think he needs to put up 330 and four total touchdowns. The rest of the way, I think if he can be a game manager with the weapons around him and not turn the ball over, which is going to be probably the most important thing there. He needs point. to be like Peyton Manning in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Throw the ball when you need to and just let him run. Yeah, just hold on to it. Just hold on. Who, as far as that game goes, anything you guys saw from the 49ers that you didn't like? I didn't like the way they started the game. I was going to say it was a little slow. Um, maybe they gave Gino a little too much to work with in the first half. Um, let him play his game a little too much. Um, not a whole lot of disruption. But, um, and then they worked on it in the second half. They got some pressure. Um, but if you don't get pressure, you're not going to win a football game. Fair enough. Yeah, You got to get back there. You got to get the quarterback. Especially in today's game with the mobile quarterbacks now. It's very hard to let somebody sit back there in the pocket. And if you can't get to them and bring them down, it's not just about getting to them anymore. Now you got to get to them and you got to bring them down. Without getting a penalty for bringing them down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that too. Well, you know, that if you're playing one of the hardest parts of the game right there. If you're playing Tom Brady, you basically got to put a pacifier in his mouth, lay him down, Tuck and him cover in. him with a blanket. Tuck him in. Yeah. Deion Sanders says <clears throat> they need to just outlaw tackling quarterbacks and just put a little button on them. <laughs> Press the button whenever you <laughs> get Just to flag him. football for the quarterback yeah. and the quarterback only. I mean, at this point, they've pretty much done that just without 
giving you a visual for it. Not the second they hit the ground, that little yellow flag's coming out every time. I mean, you got a 300-pounder running full speed. That's like a that's like a freight liner going 80 mile an hour down the highway. Somebody <laughs> slams on the brakes in front of them, and you expect that freight liner to stop. Where do you think 300 pounds of body weight's going when you go to tackle somebody? You're losing an ACL or you're losing a quarterback, and there's no in between. It's going down. 300 pounds is going down <laughs> at full speed. There's no way. I don't understand what they expect him to do. Oh, I love it. I think the Cowboys had a couple sacks, though, believe it or not. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get back to that game in a minute. But So, 49ers, Seahawks. I think the 49ers got a good chance of playing in the NFC Championship. I see it, most definitely. I think, again, if Brock can just not turn the ball over, we're looking at a team that's got all the potential and all the weapons to be playing in the Super Bowl this year. He's I got mean, got 11 touchdowns since he's been in the league, since he started. Was that three games now? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. He's got he's three or four. He's got four total touchdowns in one playoff game, and Jimmy G's got – Four total touchdowns in six playoff games. <laughs> Let's talk about an yeah. underrated stat from him. First rookie quarterback to beat Tom Brady. No, he's not. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think that's true. Can he pick it? All right, so second, and I would give more of the Niners' win against Brady this year to Purdy than I would give the Steelers' win over Brady to Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Hey, a win's a win. You gotta do what you gotta a do. It, it was it was thirty five to seven, but still. It, oh Lord! A lot I of think defense. Geno Smith really did not have that bad of a game, though. I think he just couldn't couldn't get open. Not only like, that, uh, the Seahawks defense all year sold. But you're they, also playing against the toughest defense in the league, and you go twenty five for thirty five. With over 200 yards? You're going to give the toughest defense in the league nod to the 49ers? I don't know about the toughest, but they're damn sure the best. We can agree to disagree. Who, okay, who would you say is the best, if not the toughest? If I'll they, hear both, honestly. The best? The best defense. I think the best is... Overall. Like overall. Consistency. Consistency-wise. Let me come back to that one. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> but the toughest on on their day when they show up, they got to show up. But the toughest I'm giving to the Buffalo Bills. Okay, that's a valid point. Toughest. I'll now they they have to show up. All right, I'm gonna. I'm the gonna Buffalo's go. Buffalo's defense against Miami this weekend was not the toughest defense in the NFL by any means. I'm gonna adjust my statement there. I'm gonna say the most consistent defense in the NFL. That's a fair statement. I can I can somewhat get behind that statement. I'm taking Pittsburgh's defense over any of them. <laughs> Every day of the week. I knew that was coming. I honestly when he when he said that there, my first response was almost, well, they're not in they're not playing anymore, they're sitting at home. But yeah, we would we would have beat the Bills. Kenny Pick is better than Skylar Thompson. <laughs> you would have beat the Dolphins. You wouldn't have beat the Bills. No. If the Dolphins would have lost to fucking Joe Flacco and the Jets. And we would have got in and played that game against the Bills. Pittsburgh would have won. You're <laughs> full of shit. They only, <laughs> You're not full of shit. No, because we wouldn't have fucking choked like Skylar oh Thompson. Oh god! All they had was Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle was hurt like half the game in and out. Valid, but you got Mostert. 
And you've got you've got somebody who's coming into that game really just playing to play. The difference between Skylar Thompson and Kenny Pickett is that Kenny Pickett worked the entire season to get there, right? All the pressure is resting on Kenny Pickett. That's his team. No pressure on Kenny Pickett. He's a rookie. That's fair, but he led his team there. When it's you talk about having no pressure, Skylar Thompson did nothing to get to where they were at, and then he got to be the magic man that pops out and gets to play the Bills on Wild Card Weekend. And who on God's green earth thought that Skylar Thompson actually had a chance to beat the Bills? It's a different kind of pressure because either way, neither quarterback is expected to beat the Bills, so both of them are playing with house money. <laughs> Very true. But Very true. Kenny Pickett does have a starting job. Skylar Thompson doesn't. I think I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that if given the same situation and it comes down to a 31-31 game, do I think that Mike Tomlin's coaching abilities could coach that team to a win in that game? Yes, I do. Do I think that the team has the talent to do so? No, I do not. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right, we'll move on. Talk a little bit more about the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. First off, congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys exactly. on finally giving their fans something to cheer about. I mean, you guys talked the most shit out of any NFL fan <laughs> oh, ever, man. and you haven't done nothing since I was born. You know when their last road playoff win was? Was it 95? 92. 92. It was yeah. our first ever win against Tom Brady this past weekend. So a lot of firsts for Cowboys. By itself. Yeah, a lot of firsts for the Cowboys um, this weekend. So good for them. Hats off to you, Cowboys fans. You guys finally are out of the dumpster. You can cheer for something. Uh, I don't know about that. I was gonna say I don't know about <laughs> out of the dumpster. Maybe not out, but you guys are creeping over the edge now. They weren't They're getting there. They got a leg over the edge before they, the door was closed on you. They weren't playing San Francisco this weekend. I think they have a shot to shot to do something this this postseason, but. But it's again, be, you know, a good game though. I'll I give you a little bit of credit. Game. You guys can actually, you guys can, you actually have something to somewhat back up your statements now, because you are a playoff team in the playoff win this year, and you did beat the goat, which on the other side of the ball, what a rough performance! That was horrible. That was awful to watch him play like that. I don't think any of us expected that. Mm-mm. For sure. I think they got in his head after the first drive when he threw that interception. Because he was driving down the field that first drive. They were in the red zone at like the seven-yard line. And he It looked like he tried to throw it out of bounds, but didn't throw it far enough or whatever he did. And just threw to the Cowboys player. And after that, he was fucking up the whole game. Definitely was Tom Brady's game that he lost. It was his game to lose, like it was, for sure. It was definitely, I think the defense did what did what they could. Um, that Cowboys offense showed up to play last night. Yeah, they did. Dak Prescott came out and said, hey, y'all can take this and shove it. Dak Prescott, no interceptions. No turnovers. So, uh, that's that's a scary sight for other teams in the playoffs. Because they don't have a slouch defense. They got a good defense. You've got a great running back tandem in Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. You've got a good O-line. If the receivers are healthy, the receivers got to be healthy. The receivers do got to be healthy. Um, and even then, you're compared to some of these other teams that are still left in the playoffs as far as wide receiver cores go. Yeah, because I, um, I think their leading receiver last night was Schultz. Yeah, your, your receiving core is definitely depleted. 
Um, but if you can move the ball on the ground like that, um, and you know Dak doesn't turn the ball over, I think that was the most impressive thing to me last night. Was on the road. On the road, only missed eight passes. I mean, incompletions. Just pretty much flawless last night. Again, on the other side of the ball, I mean, if it is one of the the last times that we get to see the goat play, I think that was a disappointing way for us to all see the goat play. There's a lot of what ifs about that too. I know we were talking about this some last night. How do you? Your goal was to win a Super Bowl, not attached to Bill Belichick. You wanted to be considered the greatest of all time in all respects and not have that coach's name attached to you. You did that, and then you decided to come back. Why? At this point, looking for the repeat? I mean, but I, I mean, he missed it. But why he's had repeats, again? though. Yeah, but for a different team, not under Bill Belichick. Fair enough. That's the only thing I can think of for the perfect season. I think it was a perfect season because I think that at least if I'm in his mind, right, and I'm looking at all my accomplishments and I go, what's the one thing I don't have? Well, I don't have a perfect season. Okay, well, why do I not have a perfect season if I'm the GOAT? So going through that, I don't know. But I don't know. Also that season, 17-0, and 0, then to lose, and you want to come back and try it again? To Eli Manning. Lost to Eli. The greatest Manning. Manning. The best okay. Manning to ever do it. He is not the greatest <laughs> Manning. Let's not get into that. Let's he is, not get into he that. is not no slouch. <laughs> but I don't know, man. If I ever hear you compare <laughs> Peyton Eli. to Eli again, we're going to have some serious <laughs> issues. The greatest quarterback possibly of all time, Eli Manning. And we'll continue. <laughs> What's the next name on the slate? We'll put a pin in that. Jags and the Chargers. Jags right, and Chargers. Jags. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a game. Do you think that's Justin Herbert's fault? It has to be. No, I, I took your foot off the pedal. I think it's Staley's fault. Really? Staley's been a bad coach since yeah. he's been I part mean, of the Chargers. I mean, fucking Mike Williams can't play because you play him in a meaningless Week 18 game, and he gets hurt, and he's on crutches, and he misses your wild card game, and then you go up 27 to nothing, at, and then halftime is 27-7, and you still fucking lose? Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there. As a Falcons fan, it was a thing of beauty to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because at least oh at God, least for the man. time being, at least for the time being, the biggest choke game now and that's fresh on everybody's minds is gonna be the Chargers blowing a twenty point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The second year man T Law. T Law's starting to show up. T Law is starting I give him to show that. up. He definitely is starting to show up. I think that's Definitely something we can give him some credit for. Four tutties. Four TDs. Four. Four. Any interceptions? Four. Four. That is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of that one slipped the brain there. <laughs> Actually, with this microphone or my headphone input, man, I'm trying to find that. The right that, like, setting. smooth jazz setting right here. Where sweet spot? Was, yeah, the sweet spot. Um, they fired their defensive coordinator today. Did they really? Um, Who did? The Chargers. Mm. Joe Lombardi. That was the wrong firing. I was going to say, out of everybody to fire, really? You had to start at the top and work your way down. Like Two. Joe said, it was, what, 27-7 to seven at halftime? Yeah. Two years in a row, Staley's. What happened to that defense? Cost them, uh, last year, it cost them that game with the Raiders. 
Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Because they were about to tie, and then they were going to both make the playoffs. And then he goes, nah. Yeah, he pissed the Raiders coach off. Yeah, so the Raiders <laughs> coach. The Raiders, I still remember that so vividly. Even the Raiders coach was looking over like, are we really going to do this? There was no one Seriously. in the world happier than me. Since the Chargers got out, Steelers got in. Yes, sir. <laughs> Where there's light, there's also darkness. I think Sean Payton might go coach the Chargers. You think that's where he'd want to coach? Where else would you go? Denver? I mean, I think Houston just interviewed him. I'd rather go to fucking Los Angeles and Houston. I mean, Houston is just a black hole. Yeah. Entirely. Players, coaches, organization. I mean, from the top down, that is just a piss poor NFL franchise. The Oakland A's of the NFL, literally. Pretty much. Players go to die. Coaches go to die. Your career. Everything. Hopes and dreams. Hopes, Hopes and, and dreams. dreams die in Houston. Unless you're a baseball fan. So, if that is the last time we see Tom Brady on a football field, though, what a career. Insane. To Glad say to see least. him leave. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing that man. <laughs> I saw something on Instagram today. It was a a reel, and it was Julian Edelman on a podcast. And he was talking about, like, Tom Brady's mentality. And this was the summer before um, the 2014-15 season, I think it was. And he's talking about Brady's mentality, and they're sitting there, and they're talking about, you need one more to get to Joe Montana. And Tom looks back at him and goes, Montana? And Edelman goes, yeah. Yeah, you need one more to... To tie Montana, to tie or to beat Montana. And he goes, and I'm paraphrasing here. Man, fuck Montana. I'm going for I'm going for Jordan. Transcending all sports. He wants to be the most, the best. I think now he's going for Bill Russell. That's why he keeps playing. <laughs> I think his his life outside of football is miserable at this point. Uh, and yeah. he ain't got and nothing better to do. He's left in shambles. Shambles. Football. Shambles is an understatement, bro. That was a supermodel. With more money than you. With more that. money than him. She I think like the hundred million people who follow her on Instagram would beg to differ, Joe, but um I'd we'll take Margot Robbie over her any day. Oh. Hot take. Okay, no, Margot Robbie. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Joe on this. Margot <laughs> Robbie is a beautiful female. Uh, I'll give it to him. Hey, back to sports point. <laughs> back to football. <laughs> Real quick, let me let me finish that debate off though. Nicole Aniston. Mm. <laughs> even at this age, I'm taking over anyone. I don't care. Who is that? Excuse Ooh. me, sir. <laughs> Nicole Aniston? You don't know who Nicole Aniston is? No. Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> I got a boy. <laughs> you don't even know it. Oh, come on, man. Clip that. <laughs> Oh Lord, gotta love it. You know who? You know what? I just thought of who Nicole Aniston is. What your second grade math teacher or something? Think a stepmom in your mind and tell me what comes up. Oh come on, man! Come on, back to football. All right, that's Nicole. Giants and Vikings. My eh, my least favorite game of the weekend. Just cause I just. Not very flashy. Very disappointed in Kirk. Just going to leave that out there. Mm, that was not, not Kirk's fault. It was not Kirk's at all. It was not. No, that last play was, though. Okay. Uh, the last play. The immaculate check down. Yeah. Fourth and eight. Throw it three yards. 
<laughs> the coach came out afterwards and was like, I assumed that it was understood that we would throw to Jefferson, but I guess I need to go tell Kirk personally <laughs> to throw to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and Kirk was like, well, I thought I was going to get sacked. So I just threw the check down, not knowing the guy was on his fucking bat, like right on the right on the tight end's back. And he threw it anyways. That was one of the worst plays I think I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's up there with – Brady turning around last year and going. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there aren't no five or downs in Brady, football. Uh, what was the play when Brady tried to catch the fucking ball? You remember that? That was pretty bad. Oh, oh the they, um, they ran the Philly special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, tried they tried to, to run yeah. the Philly special. <laughs> yeah, and, just, and it, I mean, butter fingers. Props to the Giants, though. Made yeah, almost the no Giants, moves. Though. Made almost no moves in the offseason. And your number one receiver, Kenny Galladay. Um, does not catch a football. <laughs> you look at the you look at the team though. I mean, before the season even started, that was a solid roster. It's not terrible. I was gonna say I don't it's not a playoff roster. It is a playoff roster. I mean it is a it playoff is roster. But preseason. If they're in the AFC, that's not a playoff roster. That's very fair, but neither is Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's true too. Because they're with the fucking sorry Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst division I've seen in a You know minute. where my Falcons are? Home. In Cancun with your Steelers, so I don't want right. to hear it. <laughs> Falcons can't afford Cancun. They're in <laughs> San Bernardino. <laughs> nah, bro. Panama City Beach. Don't even. Yeah. They're hanging out in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> what about Vanilla Vic, bro? He put up like 78 rushing yards in that game. I was not expecting. You know what I'm talking about? In what game? You're gonna- Giants. Vanilla Vic, Danny Dimes. Yeah. Oh. Daniel. 78 rushing yards. That's pretty impressive. And still threw for 300 yards. Considering you look at that man, and you would think he's going to start tripping over his own shoelaces. think he runs he like Tom running. Brady. Yeah, exactly. It was a matter of time before the Vikings lost one possession game. I mean, that's valid. I mean, when you, how what, many were how there many? this year? Three Nine? or four? No, oh, they had mm-hmm. like 11 wins in yeah. one score game. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, they were 11. I think they were 11-0 and 0 before the game against the Giants. Yeah, so that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, at some point something's got to give. Yeah, um, that was Kirk's game to lose too. It wasn't. Out. It wasn't. I mean, I think we're used to Kirk Cousins choking in every. Oh, most big definitely. Game. Yeah, I mean, I think when I saw how close the game was, my mind automatically just goes, "Well, Giants fans are going to be happy." I mean, I would be too. I was really pulling for Kirk, though. I'm not. Gonna I was lie, too, because I like Kirk. Fantasy QB all year, baby. I think Kirk is. A top ten regular season quarterback. No, uh, I wouldn't give him top ten. Maybe top, top, 15. top fifteen. Top fifteen. Fair enough. Top fifteen. But then you get to the playoffs, and I mean, I, I might have taken. You give me the option based on track record. I'd say I have about the same chance starting Skylar Thompson and starting Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think is he one and five in the postseason now, Kirk. Pretty sure. Uh, Either one and four close. or one and five. Yeah, I was going to say it's right five. there. Yeah, not very good. No. And um, this this was one of the best teams you've had in the playoffs, too. When you look at the talent on the roster. an absolute monster. And you've got Dalvin Cook healthy in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. So you've got Cook, you've got Jefferson, you've got a solid defense, you've got Adam Thielen, a decent O-line. Decent O-line. You're, you matched up well. Against the Giants, like I think if if you wanted to pull any matchup, 
for the Vikings to get a win out of this. I'm going to say the Giants. That is up. Last six years in the NFC wildcard, they're the six seeds beat the three seed. Luck was on the Giants. That's crazy. The Vikings, I think they need a new head coach. I think he's a little... um, little You just got him, though. Their new head coach? Yeah. Yeah, they got rid of Zimmer. Okay, I was thinking about Zimmer. I thought he was still there. No, they got rid of Zimmer. Justin Jefferson with only 47 yards. Um, He had like 25 yards on the opening drive, and then after that just disappeared the rest of the game. The coverage was amazing. If you watch their, their play calling, their schemes... They were boxing that man in. He would be headed for the sidelines, and you had one dude towards the sidelines, and you had a safety over the top at all times. So double teams hurt, but the good ones find a way to beat them. So yeah, I definitely so you gotta think make plays. you got to catch some passes. You got to make some plays. You're your team star player. So that was that was definitely disappointing in my opinion. Most definitely. What's the next game on our slate? My Bengals. wasn't a great game, but <laughs> it was not a great game. The job got done, and that's all that matters. That was a little QB duel. What, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> Is that what you want yeah, to call it? <laughs> that's what we have to call it. I, I was going to say there was nothing else. No. There was nothing I don't want to say that Joe Burrow outdueled Tyler Huntley, but it is I mean, nothing is. else was going on that whole game. You're lucky your defense showed up. That goal line call was terrible, though. Fucking quarterback sneak. Really? You're going to okay, – Not only was I'll, it horrible, how are you going to go put, straight up in the air? Especially when you have people behind, like, designed behind you to push, to push you into you. the end zone. You're you jumping up. up in the air, and you're just, like, held into place. And then you hold the ball all the way up. Yeah, it doesn't – Made no sense. I'm, I would put that call up there for me with, like, the Seahawks – from the two with the one yard line, throwing slants. I mean, it wasn't quite that bad. Yeah. I think because it did cost them the game. Yeah. It cost them the game, though. Yeah, but they, they had a chance. They had they had, they a had chance had at the end. Marshawn Lynch. No, they had on a one yard line, and you don't throw a slant. Yeah, they I had mean, time to score. I think the fumble was with what 10, 11 minutes left in the game. Yeah, but that was second down. That was second down. You're on your own two-yard line. You don't get it in there. You have one more opportunity with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Who had a, a decent game you coming got a, off of he injury. He was pissed off after that game. Did you see oh, that? I would have been too. Yeah, well, yeah. You're on the two-yard line and quarterback sneak instead of handing the ball to the big man. I don't think I'd be too happy either. Yeah. He said they didn't feed him the ball enough. Huntley had no business running that play to begin with, and they would have won the game if Lamar Jackson was playing. What oh. other player does that sound like? They got traded in this offseason from the Ravens. Hollywood Brown? Hollywood Brown. What did he complain about? They didn't get the ball enough? They didn't get the ball enough. So that seems to be a consistent theme. You think Lamar's going to end up back on the Ravens next year? I do not. No? I Joe? think if he values winning... I don't know if he has a choice. They hit him with the tag. Well, they can hit him with the tag, but do you you think he plays if they tag him? I don't know. I don't think he would. Almost like a Le'Veon Bell situation. He's going for something else. I don't think they're stupid enough to tag him at this point. 
you could, but then you owe him money for him not to play. The Steelers were stupid enough to tag Le'Veon Bell, so. <laughs> I I guess if I'm looking at it from a GM's perspective, you already know that he's not very happy with management at the moment and the way they've handled his contract negotiations. I think the last thing I would want to do is commit one of my franchise tags to a player mm-hmm. I know is not going to enjoy being franchise tagged. And then part of that money is guaranteed as a franchise tag. So now you have to pay him money regardless of if he ever shows up to the field or not. I think you have to take your chances, put out a strong contract offer, and hope that Lamar likes playing in Baltimore. Which he obviously does not. I don't think they have the money to pay him what he wants because he wants Deshaun Watson money. There's a couple rumors. If he goes where the rumor says he is, it would be – it would be interesting. Rumors say he uh, could land in Detroit. Ooh. That would be kind of wicked. Now we're talking about a, De- a Detroit team that has a solid chance at the playoffs next year. A solid solid chance at winning the division. I was going to say, you got two strong running backs, and then you're going to have Lamar Jackson. You're going to have a triple threat. With Amon Ra. Um, Amon Ra. You're going yeah. to have a wicked offense. Aiden Jameson, Hutchinson. Jamison Williams with his, when he's healthy. Aiden Hutchinson on the other side of the ball. You've got Sewell now on that line that you can build around. And the line doesn't have to be the best in the league because you've got the best runner in the league. So you can 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 kind of give and take. I think you put Lamar Jackson with Dan Campbell, too. There's going to be some exciting things that happen on the football field. As long as he stays healthy. He's got to. That's going to be the issue, I think, behind a Detroit offensive line. I don't trust that too much. Mm-mm. Is that all the games that were going on this weekend? I believe we covered just about all of them, yep. That's it. So now on to the divisional round. We Hold got, on, before we do that. We've got four matchups this week. I'm I'm leading into it. Give me a break. So the four divisional matchups. round. So we've got four matchups on the divisional round. So we're going to play a little game this year that we'd like all of you guys to follow along with. It's going to run. Do we decide on the length? Do we want to go do we want to go full year? Till the I mean, end of this year? Do we want to run like We can run till the end of the 3 month seasons? I don't know. So you guys comment down below. If you would like to see us make this a season type of thing where we do it maybe every month, every quarter, every six months, or if you'd like it to be a longer season, run throughout the year so you get kind of the entirety of most of the sports throughout these picks, what we're going to do is we're going to pick five matchups every week, five matchups from any and every sport we can think of. We're going to mix those matchups together. So you might have two NFL games, one NBA game, an MLB game, and a UFC fight. That then what we're going to do something that y'all pick as well. Comment down below what games you want to see. What games you want to see us pick. What sports you want to see. And what we're going to do is we're all going to make our picks for the winners of those five matchups that we've decided on. After those matchups have occurred, when we come back to the pod the next week, we will tally up the score and see who got what right. We're going to keep track of those points over the course of whatever 
whatever length of season you guys decide on for us. That'll be the first thing you guys can help us with. And at the end of the season, number four, the person with the least amount of points is going to have to perform his punishment chosen by the three winners to perform on live. (laughs) Whether that be TikTok live or YouTube live, Instagram live, maybe all three. It will be shown, and I can promise you, it will be funny. Is there a prize for the winner, or is there just a punishment for the loser? Just a punishment for the loser. Ah, We got pride for the winner. Pride for the winner. Fair enough. Plus, the winner gets, we'll say the winner gets the final say on your punishment. Oh, okay. So you've kind of got a little spice to it. You've got a little oversight there. Hmm. So for this week... I'm going to let Nicholas here give you guys the five games that we're picking from, and then we'll each make our picks. So, NFL division rounds, we've got Jaguars and Chiefs. Okay. Giants and Eagles. Bengals and Bills. Cowboys and 49ers. For this week, we're going to be adding the Hawks game in there. Anybody know who the Hawks playing? Mavericks. Mavericks. Ooh. I'm an, Atla- I'm an Atlanta fan, and I couldn't have I told was going to say, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I mean, the Hawks have been irrelevant for 20 years. Most so. definitely. All right, Joe, kick us off. What are we thinking? Which game are we starting out with? We're going to do the Jags and Chiefs first. All right, well, I feel like everybody's <laughs> <I> was <laughs> I'm going Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, 100%. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. You want me to go through all four or all five of them or just rotate? Right, we can we do can a, we'll do the first one first and then we'll, yeah, we'll just rotate through yeah, all five. Sounds games. good. I think you gotta go with the obvious here. I think sometimes things are too obvious and this one's just too obvious. Yeah, it's I laid out there. I think Trevor and the Jags can give them a run for their money, but I think at the end of the day, that offensive firepower behind Patty Mahomes is just gonna be too much for the Jags to overcome. And I'm going to go Chiefs. Short and simple. Chiefs. And I'm going to go ahead and put the exclamation point on the Chiefs there. So I'm glad we're all in agreement here. All four in favor of the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. All righty, boys. Giants and Eagles. All right, so this is going to be the game of the week. Biggest upset. Number one seed is going to go down. I'm calling it right now. (laughs) Jalen Hurts. I don't want to say he's an imposter because he's decent, but he's not as good as... People think he is. He's uh, banged up. I don't know how banged up he is, but the defense isn't playing as well as they were playing in the beginning of the season when they went on that streak. And the Giants, Vanilla Vic, they're going on a hot streak right now. Saquon Barkley is going to tear through the Eagles defense, and the Giants are going to win 24-21. 24-21. Yeah. That's a hot take. Hot take and a, a close take. game. Yep. Very close game. I think for this one, another divisional meeting between the Giants and the Eagles. I think I'm going to have to agree with Joe here. And I'm going to go Giants with the upset. I think just not knowing how healthy Jalen Hurts is and what version we're going to get of him come this weekend paired with the fact that the offensive line the last few games was not playing well. Absolutely poor. Miles Sanders 
couldn't get anything going. You've got a defense that's been very inconsistent towards the end of the season. And, I mean, they lost to the Commanders this season, right? Like, if we get that's that version, football, if we get that version of the Eagles come this weekend, I think the Giants, coming off that big win over the Vikings, I don't think anybody really expected the Giants to come out of that game. Coming off a big win, old Danny Dimes played a hell of a game, and you've got a healthy Saquon Barkley running full steam ahead at these playoffs. i got to go Giants. Now, unlike the Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles are not frauds. I think an extra week to get Jalen Hurts healthy, I think – a whole lot of firepower on that offensive side, I think, is just going to be a little too much for the Giants. Um, Vanillavik had his one game, but it's time for <laughs> Michael Vick 2.0 to show out and show him what's going on. I got the Eagles. That was a lot of good points there. With the Eagles' defense and consistency, Jalen Hurts. I think I'm going to agree with Lance, so I'm going to go Eagles. We're going to see. We're going to see if that defense can stay strong. I think even if that defense can't hold up, I think with Jalen Hurts, that offense is just a little too much. It's, it's, a, it's a little too much. It's an all, yeah. About to find out. It's going to be a shootout, though. I'll believe that. I think it's going to be a close game, like Joe said, though. Most definitely. Touchdown Absolutely. or a field goal. Absolutely. All right, boys. Bengals and Bills. I think this is the game of the week. This might be the game yeah, of the week. I forgot this was a game. Okay, so. It's going to be a good, a very yeah. good game. The very, game that we didn't get to see. Game. In the regular seasons, coming back full circle. So, uh, I'm taking – I'd like to take the Bills because I want to see them play in Atlanta. And I don't think the Bengals, if they win, they'll play in uh, Mercedes-Benz. But Josh Allen threw two picks last season – or last game against the Dolphins. He seems more erratic with his decision-making since his Brian Dayball left for New York. I feel like Joe Burrow is more calm under pressure. I think I'm going to take the Bengals. It's going to be a shootout game, though, for sure. This is my game of the week. There's a lot of star power on all sides of the ball for both teams. I mean, you've got two of the best up-and-coming. I don't want to say up-and-coming, but you've got two of the best young quarterbacks in the game and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen playing against each other this weekend. The Bengals got a solid running back in Joe Mixon. You've got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But on the other side of that, you've got Devin Singletary, who's had a career year Mm -hmm. with the Bills. You've got a solid O-line. You've got the toughest defense, in my opinion, in the NFL when they decide to show up. And you've got a top three wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. And whoever can hold on to the ball throughout the game, I think turnovers are going to be a big factor in this game. But with all that said, I think Josh Allen shakes off a shaky performance in the wild card round. I think he comes out like a man on a mission. And I think Bill's Mafia gets to break some tables this weekend. There you go. Back to hop on uh, Joe's turnover standpoint. Josh Allen's got six turnovers in the past three games. Joe Burrow's got three. Um, 
Bengals have won nine straight, believe it or not. Bills have won eight straight. No, they haven't. They lost to the Dolphins three weeks ago. Eight straight. They're eight and one in their last nine. But anyways, regardless, Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. <laughs> I think you could see in that game before um, Hamlin, unfortunately, went down. The Bengals are starting to pick them apart, even on the road. In Buffalo, nasty game. I think the Bengals pull through, and I think they get the job done. I'm taking Cincinnati. I don't know. I think it's going to be a close one. Like you said, you've got Josh Allen throwing to Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and then you've also got Joe, Joe Burrow throwing to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. It's going to be a quarterback duel and a good one, unlike last week's. Uh, this is going to be the game that goes field goal, touchdown. I think I'm going to have to go Joe Shiesty, though. Joe Shiesty all the way. I think he's going to pick him apart and see what he does. Bills are looking a little rough the past two weeks with a little defense. Not rough, I wouldn't say, but they're not looking up to the full Bills potential. Bills Mafia, baby. Bills Mafia. I, I feel you. I feel you. Next game on the slate. All righty, boys. I think it's the last one. I think it is the last one. The last divisional. Cowboys and Niners. Bang, bang, Cowboys Niner gang, Niners. baby. Ain't no way. <laughs> All right. Joe, yeah. what are we thinking? I'm taking the Niners. I don't – I didn't feel comfortable picking the Cowboys for this week, and they surprised me, and I don't feel like they're going to surprise me two weeks in a row. Ain't no way. <laughs> so I'm taking the Niners. I got to go with Joe, man. Niner gang – You've got Brock Purdy with no pressure, Mr. by the way. Relevant. No pressure to do anything in the playoffs. And you come out and put up a 40-something piece just like that. Just like that. I think all he has to do this weekend is hold on to the ball, make smart decisions and not turn the ball over. And I think – that defense of San Francisco's with Bosa and Greenlaw and then Debo, Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. I think it's just going to be too much for the Cowboys, um, and I think this is where the road ends for the Cowboys. All you Yeehaw fans, sorry to let you all know, but I don't think this is going any further. I want to be a little controversial here. I think this is the first game – we finally see Brock Purdy struggle. Um, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs on the other side. Vander Esch. We got some dogs on the back half. Um, coming off a big win on the road. They're going to take it out west. Dak, Mr. Turnover. He's going to. Mr. Turnover. If he has the ability to limit those this next weekend, um, I think they're going to be just fine. Run the ball. I'm going to take the Cowboys in an upset. Really? I just can't pick McCarthy over <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Cowboys defense were working incredibly strong last night. Incredibly strong towards the second half of the game. Well, they got the defensive player of the year. And that Tampa Bay offense is allergic it to is scoring. Allergic. Yeah, yeah that so. was that was it was a poor performance by them, but of course. Mm. I think I'm still gonna have to go with the 49ers. That offense is just too strong right now. Ain't nothing else to say about that. That's going to be a close one, though. I'm on an island. I'm on an island. This might be either. What book are you taking to your island? 
Um, Jerry Jones autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Last game for the pick em here. We got the Hawks and we got the Mavericks. Lead the way here, Mr. Felix. Luca all the way. That's who the Hawks should have stuck with. They shouldn't have got. They shouldn't have sent him to Dallas. He's hundred times better than Trey Young. Yeah, Hunter's pushing it. I give him a solid ninety-five though. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Easily. Yeah, I'm taking the Mavs. I, mean, I, I don't think it's gonna be a close game either. Oh, coming out hard with that one. All right. I'm gonna have to go with my hometown Hawks. Hometown Hawks, man. I think having a rough season, definitely not the season people were expecting um, or looking for. But we've got some dogs. DeJounte Murray came out to play this year. You've got Clint Capella. You've got John Collins. Trainings to stay healthy and make some better shot-making decisions. But I think we show up to play. I think we take that dub. I'm on Joe's side. Hawks can't get healthy. Um, if it's not one, it's the other. Um, it's in Dallas, too. Luke is on another level. Um, I'm taking the Mavericks. And I'm taking the Mavericks spread for you betting folks out there. They just released it. Dallas minus three and a half. We're taking it all the way. I'm just going to retweet everything Joe and Lance have said. Mavs all the way. Love the Hawks. Trey Young's a dog. I don't see him pulling through here, though. I can't wait. I'll give him even 15. Mavs by 15. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's a little, uh... Nah. I can't wait for next week when we get to sit down here and tally up points. And I'm one point ahead all y'all because I got the Hawks <laughs> versus Mavericks game, right? It's all right. Lance is on an island for football, so we'll see. What book are you taking with you? Mm. A little comic book or something. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> well, he took Jerry Jones' biography, autobiography. I mean, double up. He's still alive, so it's not really a biography. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're taking Jerry Jones' biography, I'm gonna take Arthur Blank's with mine. <laughs> he owns the Falcons. Does he own the Hawks too? No. I wish he owned the Hawks. He'd spend a little bit more money. Probably win a little more, too. Let's go by the Braves, man. We'd never lose. Um, I don't know about all that. Man, you got them Home Depot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> if you can think it, we can build it. It has. Oh, all righty, boys. I think that just about does it for us. I think that sums it up for the week. Anybody got anything to add? Hold on. We're going to throw this out there. How about Kentucky basketball this year? Absolutely struggling. Horrendous. Struggling. I think it's Calipari's last year in Kentucky. It's got to be. I think it is. The guard is changing in college basketball. ESPN has them ranked as the first team out this year. While um, most people had them winning last year. 70% of the win picks for last year were in Kentucky. I, I don't think it was that much. The, guard, close, the guard's changing. UNC, no longer a top program. Mm-mm. Duke. No longer a top program. Kentucky, Kentucky is struggling. No longer looking like a top program. Kansas, though, coming out on top, ranked number one. 
Kansas is looking strong. I think I'm still taking Houston. Most definitely. I still like Houston. They got that dog in them. I don't ever like Houston. I know they've been good for like three or four years. They like fight. Gen- they're like Gonzaga. Can't what ever, happened with Gonzaga? They can't ever win the big game. That's just another one. Top tier team coming out of the gate. Starting I think off this, slow. I think NIL has Valid. changed college basketball even more than I college football. I think it's changed college sports in general. In general, but I think it. if you look at college basketball versus college football, I think it's drastically what schools got what Nike Adidas under armor exactly I feel either exactly and smaller roster sizes true. in also college true. basketball so you got a lot more opportunity you're not fighting with you know 30 other players on your team for NIL deals Most you're not going to see four or five stars normally on one Mm-mm. college basketball team Boys, I think that just about sums up this week's episode. Anybody else got anything? Not much. Nope. Zach, take I think us away. I'm all good, man. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode one of From the Stands. We'll be out every Thursday. Joe, what are we doing? Thursday mornings? Uh, yeah. Thursday mornings. So Thursday mornings, the long form. The full episode will be posted to YouTube. And then we'll be clipping it up for you guys and posting it to all the other socials just so you guys can get the highlights of this wonderful podcast. As always, have a great rest of your night, your day, whenever you're listening to this. Check us out on all socials at From the Stands. And we will see you guys next week. Keep it easy. Stay breezy. Appreciate y'all.